back to another episode of the Toy Lines Podcast. My name is Ian Westhoff, and with me is... And I'm Boots. <laughs> just kidding, I'm Tom Romero. I just saw, um, there's a YouTube station called AOK. They mm-hmm. do a bunch of these weird cartoons. One of them, it's the dumbest show ever, but for some reason, I love the monkey in it. It looks like, he looks like a tattoo artist. <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically Dora the Explorer, except yeah. she's 24. Yeah, she's a mess. But <laughs> she's a mess. But boots, I don't know why. Got malaria. Like, he's the only funny thing on that show. I don't know. I don't know why. He doesn't all he says on boots. And then like every now and then we'll be like, no, Dora. Or, you know, we did it. But it's the dumbest show, but for some reason I, I love it. So yeah. uh, I'd like to take a moment out just to say uh, happy birthday to Tom. Uh his birthday was this past Friday, right? Yeah, I could drive now. Yes, you can drive. He is finally of age, folks. So happy birthday to Tommy. Um, many well wishes. And um, also congratulations to Tommy. Uh, he's got some Terminator-like sunglasses on, folks. I don't know what's going on here. But um, congratulations to Tommy. Yes, because he was... We made the front page! He, well, yes, folks. He made the front page. This is This is a Big day for Toy Lines. Uh, Tommy was interviewed by the, ta- the Tahoe Press. Is that it? Tribune, the Tahoe Tribune. The Tahoe Tribune, and um, they interviewed him about the uh, the website and the podcast. And um, it's a it's a pretty cool read. It is up on the website if you'd like to take a look. Special shout out to the uh, writer herself, Lainey Griffo. Yep. So how you doing, Lainey? Hope you're having a great day. So yeah, that's um that's a that's a big step. That's Front page, baby. It's interesting how many like people our age just collect. But it's no different than 20 years ago when people who are our age were collecting like 1950s metal robots, you know, going back and buying toys from their childhood. It's just, you know, collectors collect and there's always been collectors and I think there always will be. I was always a, a collector, like always something besides toys. Like I, re- I'll never forget. I ran into, um, so I used to be a mover in moving and storage industry, and I was at the DMV one day, and I was reading Ultimate Spider-Man number one from Marvel. It was with the Joe Quesada cover. So I'm just sitting there minding my own business, and one of the customers that I moved. Came up to me. He was also at the motor vehicles. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, um, well, I'm just sitting here waiting. He's like, what are, you, what are you reading? I was like, a Spider-Man comic. He starts busting out laughing. He's like, how old are you? I was like, uh, I'm appropriate age. He's <laughs> like, and you're reading comics? I'm like, yeah, I like Spider-Man. <laughs> so, I mean, that was... I'll believe it or not, I've heard worse stories, but that was the worst that's ever happened to me, and I really didn't care. I was like, uh, all right, his loss, I don't care. Yeah, it's weird that like in Japan, it's a regular thing for you know for what? The... They know what they're doing in Japan. I mean, I mean like they businessmen read manga, so it's they, like yeah, Pokemon or Pokemon, excuse me, they've been around forever. Yeah, and then some of the mangas have been around forever. Or are just so the older versions are so popular that they'll still be printed. 
Um, you'll see businessmen reading them, waiting for the train. Um, and it's, I don't know why, but like in, in the States here, it's got like, um, like this vision of like that you're a, it's, it's for kids or you're a Neanderthal if you read them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, you know, there's, I mean, there's also some good books. Like if you look at Ma the, the comic, the comic or the graphic novels, Mouse, um, which uh, is the, is it Art Spiegelman? Is that his name? Yeah. Where he, he tells the story of his father um, surviving the concentration camps of the Holocaust. That's not child for children at all, but it's, it's an interesting medium in which to get it out. Um, so it's, it's weird. Um, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, we're getting rid of all our great animated shows. Play some garbage. Yeah. It, well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the good ones. Like Venture Brothers. Uh, that got scrapped. But yet, you know, the story of a kid and, and his friggin' animal collecting habits are, you know, they're up to, you know, season 23 or something, you know. Animal. I mean, the only thing that comes close, Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing that comes close right now is Simpsons, who's at 32 seasons. And then I guess Family Guy's at 22. I think it's a shame that people automatically look. It's not so much it as it was 20 years ago compared to now. Oh, definitely. You know, it's, it's almost accepted um, that if you read comics or you like science fiction, you know, it's a normal thing. Um, 20 years ago, you know, 25 years ago, uh, I'll even tell you this before 1989, uh, like in 87, 88, I was, um, like 12 years old. So I was reading Batman and I had a Batman t-shirt on one day outside and some neighbor was like, what's that on your shirt? It's like, it's the bat symbol. He's like, Oh, it looks like a mouth. And it wasn't, yeah, he's just, a, and, and, and it was funny because everybody made fun of Batman. They just, Insulted, mostly because of the 60s stuff, but I'm not even going to get into the other part because it was, you know, um, ridiculous, uh, you know, um, nonsense what people would say. And um, when the movie came out, it was the exact opposite. Suddenly you saw everybody wearing a Batman t-shirt. Batman was on every corner. Everybody liked Batman. And it was kind of like almost, you know, you go from being a nerd alone. This is pre-internet days, of course. So, you know, you didn't have any of the... Or podcasts or YouTube or any of this stuff. And then, uh, then everybody has it. So it, it did It did grow. Um, it is more acceptable. Which it should be. You, you shouldn't base your... Your uh, likeness of a person based on their hobbies... Um, yeah, I mean, as long as you like something. Yeah, I mean, I don't like sports, but I don't. You're not, you know, against people. You're not hurting anybody. You know, uh, uh, I don't. Uh, let them, you know, let them eat cake. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Tom. Um, before we go into everything, I said here the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Um, very, very talented. Uh, to be honest, my Van Halen days. So the 1984 album came out. In 1984, I was nine. 
So I knew some of the Lee Roth stuff. I'm a Sammy Hagar fan with the band personally. But the one thing I got to say is um, when he played guitar, he always smiled. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like, just like so incredibly talented, being that incredibly talented and just like, at least in the music videos, always having his like good smile on your face. I mean, what a way to live life. You know, right. Like doing, well, doing I mean, like he's, and, yeah, he's doing what he loves. He's yeah. So only if only we could all be so lucky. So, um, uh, turns out uh, about Batman the movie, um, there's a lot of uh, speculation going around that Robin Robert Pattinson did not have COVID. Supposedly, that was a cover up because he would not work out for this movie. He would not put on muscle. He's being a real diva i guess he's complaining on the set that the bat suit is too tight is too hot um and they shut down production for four weeks and uh, matt reeves was like dude you got four weeks go to the gym and because when they're putting in the stuntmen in the suit they're bigger than he is and it's gonna look ridiculous um rightfully so so he's Batwoman is basically what you're yeah. telling. Yeah, and, and and he didn't he didn't go to the gym for those four weeks. So now they want he's just trying to get this movie done. The director and the movie got pushed back now. I bet. To, to, I is, mean, is, this no poor well, guy. It actually did. It, the release date is pushed back to March fourth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at this point, whatever chance he this is this is my opinion either. He's going to pull a rabbit out of his hat and and not the director. This is Pattinson and, and do such a good performance or just go to the gym that all this will go away because we'll have a successful film or director's not going to want to work with him because he's being too much of a pain. So You know it, what? I was happy with the trailer. If that's all I can yeah, find out, yeah. I'm good. I got, <laughs> I, I got three Nolan movies and I, two, honestly, two Tim Burton's. Unless you just reshoot everything where it requires him to be in a suit, in the bat suit. And just, you don't even put him in, have him in the suit at all, the bat suit. You shoot it with somebody else. Because really, it's just, you know, the lower jaw and the eyes. And I'm sure they can work around that. So, I don't know. That's what's that's what I read. Ridiculous. Yes. It's a first so New York problems. Comic Con was this weekend. Not much toy news other than the Super 7 Stay at Home, which is Brian's, you know, pretty much his own announcements. But he did come out with some good stuff. He's got uh, Child's Play Reactions, which you love. Wait, Child's Play? Yeah, the Chucky doll. You're kidding. Nope. Uh, is it just Chucky or is it? As far as I know, it's just Chucky. That's but uh, he also he also has the garbage pail kids oh. reaction. He's especially Adam Bomb, hmm. and then he'll there'll also be a sweatshirt accompanying that release. I wonder if they're going to do all the garbage pail kids or just certain of the cards. That's a lot, right? Right. That's a lot. Yeah. Did you see that documentary about the garbage pail kids? Okay. It no. came. It came out. I want to say a year ago now. Real eye opener. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to see it again. Actually, now that we're talking about documentaries, saw this 
it was okay. It was um from CNN, which I'm, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So they did a documentary about the origin of MTV. Okay. They mentioned Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. and the animation to do the commercials. Okay. Honestly, you can probably squeeze it for, and I'm being generous. They talked about it for a minute. The animation or the yeah. music? No, the animation. They didn't mention Liquid TV. Well, they didn't yeah. mention yeah, the Max. Huge. They didn't mention uh, Head. Mm. No, the thing was that MTV. Uh, now I'm a. I love documentaries, but it do a job. Do your job right. And if you're gonna document something, you know exactly. I mean, don't. it was an it was an hour. You know, I I was so interested in it because it's a great story. I was so interested in it. I could have stayed another half hour just to hear, you know, maybe interview Mike Judge mm. or but Sam M- Keith. MTV used to have a lot of like the the logo animations, you know, in in that of cartoons. Um, I don't know. I don't even watch oh MTV. I mean, well, no, not not you know, not today. But no, I mean, I, but I remember when they. Yes, folks, I remember when they played music, and it, some of the videos were cool. And yeah. about my senior year of high school, it when was they really started doing weird. Liquid TV. And Liquid TV was a great show. You catch it on YouTube. Um, yeah. But uh, it's I sometimes go back and watch parts of Liquid TV. I love stick figure theater. It's really cool. All right. Let's get back on this topic. <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping all over. So right. uh, Brian also announced his Krusty Krab meal kit, <laughs> which is based on SpongeBob SquarePants. Comes with a juice box. Fries, a hamburger box, and a treasure chest. He's also coming out with some crusty crab pins of a shake, a burger, and fries that look like SpongeBob. I'm not a big SpongeBob person. His starfish best friend, and uh, I guess the crabby owner of the crusty crab. Guess. So there's also patty pint glass, a SpongeBob patty T-shirt. And a Krusty Krab meal socks. Also from Super 7 is a clear sound wave. Sound wave from the Transformers. With, and he's also getting a t-shirt. Now the cool thing, this is so like Japanese. But Brian loves this stuff. He did one with Optimus Prime and Megatron. They're just see-through. Like you can like if you have the Optimus Prime, you can see his chest, you know, all the robotics and gears and stuff and then inside is the matrix of leadership same thing with Soundwave. you see his gears you can also remove the cassette part from him and you can see all his you know internal organs there's going to be a healing made hellbent figure reaction count draco knuckle duster phantom star killer he's going to be in transparent gray silver glitter specter those are all reactions. Wave 4 is announced of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Ultimates. And you can pre-order them now. Casey Jones. Yes. Donatello. Casey Jones looks awesome. And and Donnie looks great, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know they're a vast improvement from the Playmates days. They look, they look like the Playmate toys, 
but just more detailed. I mean, you can see the veins in Donatello's arm, you know, like the muscles and like, it looks like his shell um, has texture. Um, so they're really, really cool looking. And Casey Jones is just, he's awesome. And then also in that wave will be Muckman and Mondo Gecko. Yes, the skateboarder. And I believe that that brings uh, all the four turtles together. And cool. Splinter. Yeah. I like how, I like they got Casey in there. Yeah. I don't think he ever took Well, the map. I mean he's got he's got a roadmap for the whole one. I'm sure they're an excellent company. I really like Super Seven and um just what they do, what they come out with. It's uh they never cease to amaze me. And uh they're very nice. They're nicest guys when you go to Toy Fair. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Brian and his guys are always nice. I love their logo too. Just about uh you know, talking about like they, they were the the geeks who liked horror movies and sci fi and toys and Japanese uh, animation and all that stuff is just you know, you, you it makes you feel like you're one of them. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so wave four is up for pre order right now, forty five dollars each. Super seven store dot com. Uh Waxworks Records. Anybody who's heard of these guys? Um, this is pretty cool, especially in time for Halloween. They are releasing a spiniature. It's kind of like, I guess, a bust. But they call it a spiniature of the Boris Karloff Frankenstein. It's 3.75 inches. Um, it's got great detail. The box design is really nice. Um, $24, which is a pretty decent price that's coming out i believe this month and although on their website these other at least as of when i looked these other characters were like a silhouette it looks like they're going to be releasing the bride frankenstein and the creature from the black lagoon one of my favorites finally the child yes has live has unlocked their second stretch goal and we're getting the child carded with his shifter and I would, they we're recording now, so we're at 10,385 backers. I have a theory about the child. This is just a guess. We don't know anything about him yet, right? We know he was born. He's 50. He was born the same time, technically, as Anakin was. Anakin's nine in episode one. My theory is he is either a Yoda clone um, which could have happened during the clone episodes somewhere around there and that they cloned him for the reason of that Yoda was very powerful in the force. One of the, mo- one of the most powerful Jedis and he had a very high midi-chlorian count, not as high as Anakin though. Um, at least according to episode one. So what if he was created to bring to the dark side? the force to to what if they were going to create something for the sith i think i know we're supposed to learn his name i i don't know if that means they're going to give him a name like mandalorian's going to give him a name but i i kind of don't want to know what, where planet he comes from because it's kind of like you need a little mystery but that's that's my theory so if you're interested in purchasing a razor crest from Haslabs. 
please log on to HasbroPulse.com and order one today. Order a Razor Crest, $350. The WB Animation is coming out with a preschool show called Bat Wheels. It's going to be a show based on the vehicles from the Batman universe. This will be on both Cartoon Network and the HBO Max, which is very interesting because it kind of, at least from the description, kind of reminds me of Cars, but the DC version of Cars. The characters, there have been no voice actors announced yet, but the characters or the the vehicles, since it's all vehicles, it's going to be um, Bat, which is the Batmobile, BB, which is the Batgirl Psycho. I'm not sure how they got that name. Red, which is the red, the red bird. I guess that's like Robin. There's last two I just don't get. Jeff, which is the Batwing, and um, Buff, the Bat Truck. So I remember Batman ever having a pickup or any kind of truck whatsoever. But um, I don't know. I'm sure it's, it could be a successful show. Um, and then they're gonna make toys out of it. So. <laughs> and then coming out of New York Comic Con. Robert Kirkman showed a preview of the Amazon exclusive Invincible cartoon show or animated show. Stephen Yu as Mark Grayson and Invincible himself. J.K. Simmons, which I feel is a great get as Nolan Grayson, Omni Man. I didn't hear his name. I I I couldn't hear it in the voice. Um, um that's Mark Foreman. Yeah, Mark Hamill's Art Rosenbaum. Seth Rogen's going to be Alan the Alien, which is going to be pretty cool. Jillian Jacobs, who I loved in Community, she'll be uh, playing Samantha and Adam Eve. And Zazie Beats will be Amber Bennett, her best friend, and Andrew Rannells as William Clockwell. That's a great cast right there. Oh, and he also um, said there will be Battle Beast on the show. And he will be played by Michael Dorn from the next oh, generation. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. What do you play, Worf? That's a yeah. So that's a that's a great cast. I mean, that, I can't wait for this show. Kirkman also stated it's going to follow closely to the book, with obviously some changes. Uh, I've always been a fan of uh, Invincible since issue one. I thought it was a great comic. Sad that it ended, but uh, uh, rumors abound. Uh, for Spider-Man 3, uh, we do know that uh, Electro will be back. The rumor is he's not going to be blue, thankfully. They're going to give him a better look. Um, there's room, also the rumors of Tobin Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming in, I guess, to make some set of kind of uh, Spider-Verse. However, um, what's interesting is Spider-Man 3 is going to start filming this month in Atlanta, and Doctor Strange is going to be in it. He's going to be playing, I, I guess, sort of a mentor figure to Peter Parker. Doctor Strange is also going to start filming this month. Um, finally, that sequel. Which I, honestly, I've been waiting for the Doctor Strange sequel since Doctor Strange 1. But um, it's cool that they're finally getting started with the, to see uh, Doctor Strange 2. Um, interesting that he's going to be in... Spider-Man, I guess because of the multiverse or whatever. Yeah, they're setting everything up. Yeah. I'm just happy to see Sam Raimi getting some work. What's he doing? Doctor Strange 2. 
Oh, that's right. He is directing us. I love Sam Raimi. I was just watching the other day clips of Army of Darkness. And um, that guy just, he does the best camera angles and montages and really, really talented. He, he's just great. So Kate Mulgrew will be reprising her role as Captain Janeway in the new Nickelodeon Star Trek Prodigy show. So that's cool. I mean, it's an interesting time, especially if you're um, a Voyager fan. Well, specifically Voyager. I mean, Seven of Nine is on Picard. Uh, We're seeing Kate Mulgrew. Um, No idea. One more. No Um, idea who you're talking about. Captain Janeway, the first female captain. I don't know anything about Star Trek. I was I used to watch it uh, with our buddy Rich, but I was I was not allowed to talk during it. So of course I did, just to piss him off. So yeah, so um, that's interesting. Like I said, it's good times if you're a Voyager fan, and yeah. I think Voyager their anniversary is coming up soon. Which one had uh? The dude from Quantum Leap as the the took place before Kirk Enterprise. Yeah, and he had yeah, his, do- he had his dog on the I, ship. From from what I hear, we don't talk about that. Right. If you're if you're a Star Trek fan, I don't know where that came from, but yeah, uh, really all, you got to think of it like this, just like Star Wars. Not everything's gonna be great. I just I just you remember know? that episode of Futurama where uh, where Sulu yells at at Scott Bakula. He's like. Way to ruin the franchise, Bacula. <laughs> They're all in uh, those head head. But jokes. really, would it is it his fault or is it the show creator's fault? I have no idea. You know, I've like, never seen an episode. I think the actors sometimes get the rap. You know, they get they take the brunt of things if it's not good. Well, they're the face of the show. So. Yeah, and it's like you know you got to remember there's people behind it. But um, anyway, um, the Kenobi television, Disney Plus show, is going to begin filming in March 2021, which is awesome. Looking forward to that. Uh, And NECA has has released images of their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon two-pack. So Splinter and Baxter Stockman, which is a Target exclusive of uh, 1029 this, this month. They've also released the images of Pirate, Bebop, and Rocksteady from the Turtles in Time. And then Loot Crate is doing a cartoon version of the Turtle villains, Bebop, and Rocksteady in bunny suits. These will be in out at the end of 2020. Yeah, I love Turtles in Time. That was one of the few Nintendo games I, I just couldn't stop playing. Oh, is that what the arcade and was? It, it had a great soundtrack, too. Was that the arcade? Turtles in Time. No, I there remember, might have been one. Yeah. I remember. I know uh, there was two of them. I remember arcade games. I, I I remember playing. I think it was Turtles in Time. I don't remember exactly though. Yeah, Turtles uh, in Time was awesome for Nintendo. For any uh, Ghostbuster fans, if you know of the Weta Workshops mini epics, they've just released um, some new additions to the set. Uh, finally, you get all four Ghostbusters now because. Um, Winston Zedmore and Ray Stance have come out, as well as Zool in the Terror Dog. This is where I'm a little confused. They're releasing a Terror Dog, but they named it Zool. Wasn't Zool the girl in Ghostbusters? No. Yeah. All right, so they're calling it Zool the Terror Dog. In any case, Zool's gonna Zool 
a terror dog's coming out, folks. Um, they're priced at $29.99, and they have, um, they're interesting looking. I don't know if you've ever seen them, Tom, but they're, uh, uh, I guess like a caricature of the, of the, of the actor is the best way to describe it of how like they, they look, but, um, but yeah, there is this really cool thing. I don't know how to pronounce the word. So if I pronounce this incorrectly, I apologize. The Meisho movie realization of the Ronin Mandalorian. This is, um, the Mandalorian as a Japanese Ronin samurai. Ronin meaning uh, master, uh, a masterless samurai. So it was styled by Takayuki Takeya, and it's the Mandalorian design as a samurai. This is the first one ever in this series, the, the Meishu movies, to come with the cloth cape. It comes with a, um, comes with a rifle, a blaster, a katana sword, sheath. He's 6.7 inches tall, interchangeable hands, is on pre-order, and it comes out May 2021, and it's $100. But it's, I got to tell you, it's really sweet looking. Um, Hot Toys is doing two versions of The Mandalorian. Uh, the Mandalorian Death Watch, one-sixth scale figure. Death Watch's Mandalorians are the ones that saved Din, uh, Din Djarin when he was a little boy. So this is of, uh, of these dudes. He has got 30 points of articulation, six sets of hands, one, which is one set of fists, one set of relaxed hands, one set of hands holding weapons, Got one blaster rifle, blaster pistol, one magnetic jetpack, which is actually pretty smart. Two real-like thruster fire accessories, detailed armor and helmet. The figure will come on a stand, uh, which has a Star Wars logo and the character nameplate. You can pre-order this now, and it's going to be released somewhere between October and December of 2021 for a whopping 235 one other bus coming out of the Mandalorian is a uh, six inches. It's from Gentle Giant. He has the blaster and flamethrower. It's $120. But then they have a second one coming out, which is pretty sweet. It's the Mandalorian in the Beskar metal armor. Seven inches. And this one is only going to be uh, a limit of a 3,000 made. So um, if you're a Mandalorian fan and you're trying to collect all of it, uh, Here's a few more things to add to your Christmas list. Last Ronin has a new artist from IDW, the Esau Brothers, taking over from Andy Kuhn, who was the original artist. I don't know. Looking at this cover, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's not really a new take, but more detailed, I guess. Definitely the with, the, one. with the weapons. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, you see more more of the turtle face coming out, peeking yeah. out of the hood. You can see the black I, mask. Yeah, I kind of um, like I kind of liked it when it was all in the shadow, but I liked the point of the the other the other hood how it came to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the I do well. They kept like that blood moon, so that's kind of sweet looking. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting seeing two artists yeah. take on, on the yeah. same material. Recently on Inverse.com, Kevin Eastman stated, This might be the beginning of a whole new Turtle universe. A see, more R-rated Turtle universe. See, see and, and this is why I like the Turtles. Because I feel that they, out of every 
comic book character. They are the only ones I feel that can get away with being rebooted every so often or having their own universe like or multiverse. I don't mind it. I don't like the whole concept of the Marvel multiverse or a DC multiverse or even a Star Wars one. I, 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 I hate multiverses. Um, but I dig this idea for the Turtles because I feel like, I don't know why, it just fits them. You know, does that, that make sense? Or I, for me, I I'm guess. A, I, I'm a Mirage guy. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. He talks in the interview a lot about meeting fans and how they love the original cartoon and Mirage. Yeah. Everything else is like secondary. And I could see that. I, I'm I'm in that same camp as well. Like for years, I've been saying, wouldn't it be awesome to have like a, a blown out Mirage animated show? And he may IDW may possibly be taking the Ronin Turtle on his own, you know, into his own universe, R-rated that, universe. So pretty interesting. It, it, it excellent. And here's here here's the thought: um, Will they tell us? Then uh, who the turtle is, or will it not be told after the six issues or whatever? And if he gets his own series, will it be a mystery for for how long? I think it could go it could work either way. What if we never found out, but we know it's one of the turtles? It's, it'd be kind of cool, but it'd, it'd be interesting. It'd be more personalized if you think about it, because you might have a or you may want like a different turtle more than. I yes. want, you know, right. So, so that, would, case, that would be, that would be kind of interesting, except at least nobody's feelings that, get hurt. Would that turtle, <laughs> would that turtle react the same way to, to situations? You know, would that turtle have the See, same personality? I think at this point in this comic, and I've, I haven't read anything comic wise on it. I'm thinking if this is so many years down the road and he's the last one and, he looks pretty pissed and he's got all these weapons and he's wearing a black mask, whether it's Michelangelo or he's the any, lead. Yeah. Yeah. I he's think the, he's the favored. Any of them have pretty much flipped their lid and are seriously pissed and they're going to be pretty grim. And if it's Raph, it's just going to be even more so. I mean, I could be wrong, but to me that I think that makes sense of how the character is going to be. No, I, I, I could just be guessing. And when I read the book, be like, oh, well, he, he doesn't have this grim personality at all. He's a little bit of each character. And maybe he will have a little bit of each personality. Maybe he will be a little bit techie, like Donnie. Maybe he will be a little bit funny, like Mike. Maybe he will have more leadership like Leo and be more of a brawler like, like Raphael. And I don't know. It would also make sense to do that, to keep you guessing. Um, it's actually, it's when you think about it, it's a pretty tough thing to write because you want to keep it a mystery until the very end. And you want to leave, probably leave clues for people to, to try to guess at. I read that at one point, um, I think it's in that, that turtle book. Um, definitive guide or whatever and you we both have the book mm -hmm. that um uh 
at one point, I think it was with the cartoon or the movies, they were telling them, like, you know, we want you guys to come up with a new turtle. And they were thinking of coming up, the fifth one was going to be called Kirby after Jack right. Kirby. Right. Which is, um, I guess, something they can always, you can always still do, but it was an interesting concept. What, a brand new turtle? It was going to be a brand new turtle. And they were going to call No, no, Kirby. what I'm saying is make oh. Ronin a brand new turtle. Oh no 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 no! I think he oh, should okay. be one of. Yeah. I think he should be one of the four. Um, I think he might be a bit frayed in the head because of maybe he's did he witness what happened to his brothers? Like, there's so much that we don't know. Yeah, and well, like I said, Splinter, that you know that whole um, Clashron Cafe issue. Yeah, I, I I'm still holding on to it. Yeah, he fights a simulation. Everybody disappears, and he just starts crying at the end. What happened? You know, so for this, what happened to Splinter? What happened to April? What happened to Casey? These are all things I hope we find out. Where's I guess the foot's still around? Or they're robots. The foot? Oh, kind of like the cartoon. New, in this new preview, I mean, hmm. they're speculating that they're that it's the foot, but apparently, so apparently the robots. Maybe Krang took over. Once a book's released, I would love to see either Mondo or Super oh, Seven. Yeah. Hell, maybe even Playmates come out with a uh, uh, less Ronin figure. I, I I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I wouldn't put it past it, either of them or Super Seven. You know, somebody might do it. Yeah, like I said. Yeah, I'm just the way things are. It's just a matter of time who who comes out with it first. Yeah, and uh, who does it better, faster? Not, not so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who who comes out with it first? But uh, but yeah, I'm holding true. That's 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 my evidence. That's Donatello. I don't have a theory. Um, uh, I I couldn't even. I'll tell you what, it's one of the turtles, but I don't know which one. <laughs> That's my theory. I, I couldn't even like try to guess. I probably wouldn't even guess right when I read it. So for you guys, if you're waiting for Cyberfrog like I am, Ethan, chop chop. <laughs> He's also coming out with the 90s version guns, which attach to the Cyberfrog action figure. I can't wait for this frog. It's going to be amazing <laughs> once, he, once he comes out. He's also going to do some variant heads. Is it a spike through his face? They're okay. Yeah, so his enemy is in the new series, his enemies are these giant wasps. Oh, okay. And it's so like a stinger. Yeah, right. So the stinger went right through his eye. Eesh. Crazy. But I I I like the normal face the best. Which one? Just the, without the grin? Yeah. Yeah. Right, he right. he looks more serious and yeah. like this, like like he always. So Frog warts and all. You can go on Indiegogo, look up Ethan and all his other friends. Black Flag's coming out. I had a brief conversation two years ago with Dan Fraga. Black Flag is a great book. I suggest you go to Indiegogo, look that up as well. He's a longtime comic book artist, animator. He used to work for Rob Liefeld at Extreme Studios. I mean, yeah, just support these guys. They're they're doing good, great comics. Castle Grayskull was announced from Mattel this week. 
Castle Grayskull Origins. Um, is, it, is it smaller? It does, does it look smaller? It does look... Well, I mean, I'm sure or, it's... Or we just some, used to the Super yeah. 7 one. You the know. eyes are, are the eyes are bigger. They're a little weird looking. Joel Motto actually he he took it did some photoshopping, hmm. and he made the eyes look normal, not hmm. normal but you know like the eyes are huge on this thing. It's hmm. origins, but you know, you know what, it's for kids. It, it, you know, but you need that if if you're having He Man, you need Castle Grayskull. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I and like it, how it also comes with. Temple of Darkness Sorceress. That's right. I like how um, on the picture you can see Battle Cat and, and what's Skeletor's cat? Panther? Mm -hmm. You can see how the legs are articulated, which wasn't the case when we were kids. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. Hopefully it'll be mass retail. So anybody right. can. Right. Um, <laughs> Not only did this happen to me, but I'm sure a bunch of other collectors. Pixel Dan was upset over this. So Walmart put out an email recently stating that the figures got pushed back again. Like, I was supposed to get my Origins Orco today. Got pushed back to the 29th, apparently. So a lot of people are, are speculating. They're just saying, well, this is the first email the next one's going to be, oops, it got canceled. You know, so you don't think the, but some of the figures are out, aren't they? Or no? Yeah. The first wave. Okay. So, well, you think maybe it's not doing well and they're not going to release them. No, I think Walmart's just lazy and screwing mm -hmm. it up again. Okay. Have you seen the, um, it's not, I don't know. I don't think it's new, but on the Mondo website, the thousand piece puzzle of, he-Man, and there's a thousand-piece puzzle of Skeletor. Skeletor, yeah. Those are pretty cool. You build those, you get some Mod Podge, paste it over it, and frame yeah. it. I mean, it's they're okay. Uh, um, It's based off the artwork from the figures they released. Huh. I, I much prefer the actual figure. And you know what? I'll even go one step further. I would love to see, even as a puzzle, I would love to see like the original drawing or concept drawing from Mondo because I've seen Trapjaw. I mean, the drawing of Trapjaw is, is incredible. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but I'll just to stay on the safe side. It's a beautiful drawing. You're not going to see this coming. Some of the design concepts they came up with, but I can't wait for this figure that and, and Hordak. She right, I think looks a bit too muscular, but I'll reserve judgment when they finally are released. But yeah, Mondo does some excellent, excellent work. Right. And then Mesco announced their Batman 66. We saw we actually saw this at Toy Fair. Yeah, this it's is pretty sweet. Part of the five points collection. And it includes Batman, Robin, Penguin, Alfred, Catwoman, Joker, Riddler, the Batmobile. 66 and a diorama of the Batcave cave slash Wayne Manor. Now, if you look at this um, photo that we're looking at now, everybody has a second head. Yeah. Except exception the exception of Joker. Um, I only hope they put the mustache on him, you know, since Cesar Romero wouldn't shave it. 
um, what's interesting also is that uh, Penguin cat, like Penguin comes with a mask. Um, yeah, from the movie. That's what I was thinking. Okay, the movie. Yeah, and, you, and then you get the Bruce Wayne and the Robin um, head unmasked, and Alfred, right? Just with a mask and a hat, I guess, for a disguise of something or other. But I believe they are Batman and Robin can fit in the Batmobile. You know, yeah, they're, they're, which yeah, is pretty can, sweet. They can drive in it. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, the car, the car itself is worth the whole set. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. that's. I was just thinking the same thing, like them and the Batmobile. You know, everything else is just a really nice extra. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then the I like I like the fact that most of these companies are starting to do their own dioramas too. Like NECA's done them. Mm. Um, it's nice, especially with Mezco. Mezco with their one twelve does some fabulous work. So Marvel Legends announced Danny Moonstar from New Mutants. She's coming out. She'll have two alternative heads, a bow, and looks like an arrow. So that's coming soon from Hasbro Pulse. Diamond Select Toys is coming out with a Hugh Jackman accurate looking Logan figure from the Logan movie. I'm going to say something. To me, this looks like Mel Gibson in his movie called Fat Man. And the movie, he plays Santa Claus. And a kid who gets coal in his stocking puts a hit out on Santa Claus. Which is Mel Gibson. That's what this reminds me of. Yeah, I think it looks pretty good, you know, for a statue. It's got good likeness. Mm, yeah. I think it's much better than the Hasbro Legends stuff. And then uh, PCS is releasing a bunch of stat three statues based on the Spider-Man video game. So we got the Rhino, Spider-Man in his, I guess, Gamerverse I guess, yeah. suit. And Scorpion. Rhino kind of looks a little bit when I first look at him. He kind of reminds me of the Rhino from the second Amazing Spider-Man. But just real quick, you know, the more I look at it, the more I can see how they have flesh showing. It almost looks actually like something out of a manga or an anime. The more I look at it, the Rhino. And then Scorpion, that's a completely different look, uh, take on the suit better looking than what it looks like in the comic yeah i like the reflective back metal it looks like yeah yeah because the comic was always just just kind of goofy looking um though like a scorpion is a pretty deadly insect so it's like it's good to give him a suit to go with that and then i don't know the white the white shoes for spider-man i like the white spider that's kind of cool and then uh boss fight studios who just came out with their Flash Gordon line, which was excellent. And those um, three and three quarter Zorro figures. Yeah. They also have the Umbrella Academy license, and they showed some preliminary drawings of Vanya from the Umbrella Academy. So she's going to have a bow hand, violin hand, so interchangeable hands on her. And so far, so good. It looks pretty good. We should come with the uh, violin, yep, the bow, and an umbrella. 
for accessories. And uh, apparently a second, like her possession head. Right. Oh, and in the the stand, we have the the logo for the uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that's four. What, four inches, it looks like? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, um, I'm kind of curious to see uh, what they do with this line. I was a huge fan of both the book and and the show. The show I actually I love more than the book, but but uh, yeah, it's cool seeing uh, some characters. And I think Dark Horse is still doing characters or figures based on the comic book versions. Yeah, with all the you know, as children with all the masks and the white out eyes. That's uh, pretty cool. HBO Max is greenlit. A Green Lantern live action show, which will feature Alan Scott, Jessica Cruz, and others. Be interesting to see like a live action gar- guy Gardner. Yeah, I like Alan Scott. He's awesome. Um, yep. Uh, they got approved for 10 episodes. That's going to be heavy CGI, though. And Just for one a, hour. Yeah. One hour per episode. If you think about it, like. Heavy CGI, heavy sci-fi, aliens, you know, they can easily mess this up. Um, or they can easily make it right, depending on how you do it. Guy Gardner, who's got that stupid haircut. Yeah, he always reminded me of Mo from Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm afraid to see him, like, hit Kilowog or, you know. <laughs> he, he was pretty much a jackass you know uh, until jeff johns wrote him i think my favorite though i'll never forget i have this issue it's of um i can't remember the number it's in justice league when batman knocks him out one punch one punch That's all you hear blue, blue beetle blue beetle yeah and, he, and one punch and he was just like stunned yeah which actually um yeah that, that was great when um because blue beetle just loses his crap laughing yeah, he was just like one punch. But Batman one kept, punch. He kept warning him. He was yeah. like, like Garner, cut it out. <laughs> Boom. Um I personally like Batman separate, but you know, in his own verse, but I gotta admit that was funny. And Blue Beetle's just laughing. You know I'm behind on the comic book times, but did you know Alfred's dead? I remember hearing that, yeah. I don't know how long they'll keep him dead, though. I mean, Aunt May came back, so... It'd be interesting to see how he comes back. Cause, so, from what I read, it was on uh, the Bane World or Bane City saga. Mm-hmm. He, kept, he kept telling Batman and all the Robins, he's like, if I see you coming to Gotham, Alfred's a dead man. So, I think uh, Damien goes back to Gotham. Something happens, and... Bane just snaps his neck. Spoilers. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like... Yeah, you can't kill Alfred. That's what I thought. I was like, why is everyone picking on freaking Alfred? Yeah, I mean, dude... Just... Death of the Family? I'll never forget. That was, that was one of my favorite... I mean, you know, disturbing, but it was one of my favorite Snyder scenes. You know, about uh, the Joker's laughing and, and Alfred's being all tough. He's like, why don't you take this bandit... Uh, you know, bandage off my eyes and stuff. And oh, Joker, yeah. Joker starts laughing. He's like, "You don't have a bandage over your eyes." I remember you said that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He poured bleach in him. Uh, 
How do you not remember that? They blocked it out from the pain. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Did you see the uh, clip for the death in the family? I can't wait. Yeah, uh, next week. Or, yeah, the 13th. Looked um, very good. And um, it looks, it makes you like Jason Todd. Yeah. Like, I was never a fan of him. I don't, neither, I don't even, yeah, neither was I. I don't like Damien either. Um, I'm, I'm a strict. Damien's grown on me. Yeah. I've always been like Dick Grayson. I really like Tim Drake. Um, when I read Court of Owls, though, it's funny to see the interaction. You know, like Damien's always like picking on everybody. He's just a punk. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's but the interesting that, thing about this animated movie, you can, if you download it, you don't have the choose your own destiny option. That's only on the disc. So he might live, he might die. Right on the disc, you can choose. But if you download it, then you don't get to choose. Is the whole movie a choose your own destiny, or just it is? Nope, the whole movie. That's kind of weird. I mean, it's very groundbreaking in a way, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious. I can't wait uh, for Tuesday. you know. You know what it kind of is like? It's kind of like Dragon Slayer the arcade, where you would like have to you'd walk up and then uh, you know left. You have to move the joystick left or right for the next thing, and then if you went the wrong way, you die. So that's you know that that game was in uh, Stranger Things. For those who don't know what Dragon Slayer is, but um. It's actually interesting for a movie like uh, to do that. I would like to be able to just watch it straight through both ways. You know, just see the one where he lives and just see a version of where he dies and not have to like, you know, just play this game, you know, and find find your fate, those books. Those were years. interesting. Like, no, like yeah, I yeah. said, I'm kind of curious. I had a bunch of Indiana Jones ones as a kid. Um, I remember reading. Speaking remember. of Indiana Jones. Yes. Scott Knightlick, who helps us out on the podcast, um, guy, uh, owner of Spectre Creative. So if you're in the, you know, if you're looking for a marketer, you can't find anyone better. He came out with a video, a YouTube video. He does a series of YouTube videos. He came out one the other day called Why We Need a Toys R Us. Hmm. And he got a little personal. He, he believes in, you know, you ever hear the the whiteboard theory? No. That if you write it, you can see it, and it's going to happen because that's your goal. You can actually oh, see it. It's kind of like a, having that picture of the thing that you want. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, like a, what they call it, a visualization or... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he stayed with Mattel and continued Mandy Collector, hmm. after the Ghostbusters line, his next line was supposedly going to be an Indiana Jones line. Really? So this was after Kenner did the... the oh, this was... Yeah, the, well, we're talking about the Maddie Collector years. Well, when did Maddie Collector? Was that during the last... 2000, 2008 through 2000... I want to say 16. So somewhere around now, they would have been doing it. Right. Yeah, had he remained. Right. Yeah, had they remained, right. they'd be doing Indiana Jones toys, which would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Because I, I honestly miss new Indiana Jones toys. 
Now I wonder, I wonder if that was ever because he's shown his roadmap, you know, on his videos. But yeah, I mean, they talked about Star Trek, which was not even you know just something to discuss. But I I never saw it, so I'm kind of curious if Super Seven had those plans, and if for Neil Jones. Yeah, if they're even if they ever considered something like that. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised because Brian and Super Seven have the Conan line going. Super Seven would be a great company to put them out in their reaction line. And you can start with Raiders and you know, do whatever. There wasn't there used to be a three and three quarter Indiana Jones figure, right? Kenner put it out. Right. Right. They, they yeah, had, oh, yeah, all right. I can see reactions if they, they had to redo the it. Bendable knees, like the uh, Wild West figures from uh, Lone Ranger and Zorro that Kenner did. Um, I would like to see uh, also in the reaction line. I was thinking Kenner would be, uh, must, or Super 7 would be great to do the Monster Squad. Um, I would love to see that. You know, the kids and the monsters. That would be so sweet. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that would be a treat for you. That is. That's actually cool. I, I, I do like learning about uh, Dr. Jones. Uh, so, what walks downstairs? A loner in pairs. And makes a slinkity sound. A spring, a spring. A marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's a slinky. Uh, so this is very interesting. We haven't really had many bio pictures on a toy maker. And in a way this is, but in a way it's not. So this is a bio picture about more so Betty James, the wife. Richard James and his wife, Betty James. Uh, there's a movie going to be made. Um on the creators of the slinky now richard james by all things he created it and ruined it and this movie is going to be i believe about betty james his wife it's going to be filled by um, tamara davis who did uh best known for doing um billy madison so the deal with this is was that the slinky was created by an accident um he was working on a project. Um, he, he's an engineer, and he was working on a project in 1943 involving springs. One of them fell off their work, work table, whatever. And he started walking, you know, like a, a slinky, a slinky is known to do. Uh, and then it came to a stop. So this gave him the idea for a toy. And so for two years, he he kept working with this idea trying to find the best type of coil and springs and and giving it to the neighborhood kids to test out um and it was the wife betty james who came up the name slinky i don't know you know where she came up with it but that was her so he had it ready for the 1945 christmas season and he went to the Gimbel's department store. And for those of you who don't know Gimbel's, just think of Elf, which is where he goes to get beaten up by Santa. Um, this is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
and he did a 90-minute presentation, and he was so worried that his slinky was not going to sell that he had a friend there um, ready to to buy one just just to kind of get it started. But he didn't need to because um, the crowd loved it and bought them all. So they bought 400 actually that night. The next year, Slinky premiered at the American Toy Fair, 1946. And that is the place where toys make or break in the industry. And with $500 in startup, Richard and Betty founded the James Spring and Wire Company. So with this dude's engineering degree, he created the machine to make it. And um, each one was made from an 80 feet of blue-black Swedish steel. And the machine would take the straight wire and as it was fed into it, it would flatten it and then um, wind it into a spindle to make that coil shape. It would take 10 seconds to make one slinky, which was, um, I guess, pretty impressive for the, the 40s. Uh, it is a sad story, though. The end result um, was that you would get a 2.5-inch slinky with 95 coils. And the shame machine to this day is used. However, it does. it, it is a sad story. Um, they renamed the company James Industries in 1956. However, four years later, this dude James put the company into extreme financial trouble. And this was due to him leaving the company to follow a religious missionary in Bolivia, where he spent most of the company's fortune. So with um six kids they had and with a you know employees and this company about to go under betty james took over and created the slinky empire um she started making changes to the company right away this led to success she moved it from philadelphia to hollidaysburg pennsylvania where it remains today she changed the steel the slinky wire was made one made with made from from that swedish wire to silver colored American and she had the edges of the slinky crimped for safety which is very smart I think only a mother can think of that you know guys are like yeah whatever um, and then she also Homer uh, hired two people Homer Thesperman and Charles Wigby in 1962 for advertising and they came up that uh, little jingle for a television television commercial and Another bright idea was she kept the toy price low at a dollar so every kid can get one. And over the years, many versions of the Slinkies were made from the Slinky Caterpillar to the Slinky Turtle, Slinky Train, and of course, Slinky Dog. I mean, imagine if she didn't fix this, we wouldn't have Slinky Dog in Toy Story, you know, one through four. And uh, off slight. Subject Slinky Dog was voiced by Jim Varney in Toy Story 1 and 2, and in 3 and 4 after he died by Blake Clark. Um, but Betty James, she created several Slinkies while she ran the company. She created the Slinky Jr., the plastic Slinky, which I am not a fan of. It doesn't make that good noise, that slink, you know, that chinging, ching noise when you're messing around with a Slinky. Uh, the Slinky Pets. They created the novelty glasses, you know, and it's called crazy eyes, but it's the eyes that hang down with the slinky, which I didn't know that they created. I think that's pretty sweet. And they created the neon slinky. 
1998, Slinky was purchased by Proof Products. Um, and Slinky has been, I mean, it's Americana. It's 99 and there was a postage stamp. 2001, it saw the state, it was declared um, the official toy of the state of Pennsylvania. And in 2001, Betty James was also inducted into Toy Industry Hall of Fame. She died in 2008 at the age of 90. God bless her. It's a long time to live. Um, very Slinky is also found um, in a couple of places. In 2003, it made it into the Toy Industry, Toy Industry Association's Century of the Toy List, which listed the 100 most memorable and creative toys of the 20th century. It's also on exhibit in the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., plus the Metro Museum of Art in New York, which is it's in a museum in New York. Uh, this is very, very interesting. So we know the Slinky's a toy. People have found ways over the years to use the Slinky for other things. So it's used in the machines for picking pecans which is the, the nut. If anybody likes pecans, you could think of Slinky. It, um, they've used it to hold up drapery, to create creative light fixtures or window decorations, gutter protectors, which I'm not quite sure how that would work, I guess, to keep the leaves out, maybe. Um, it's a useful tool to keep pigeons away, um, because, let's face it, pigeons poop. And if you have a birdhouse, it protects your birdhouse. If you wrap the slinky around the, the pole, the squirrels can't climb it. One of the most interesting ones, though, I thought, was um, during Vietnam, the U.S. soldiers used a slinky as a mo mobile radio antenna, uh, which is actually, you know, like it kind of blows my mind. But um, so there's a movie coming out about, about Betty James um and, all, and, and and what she helped how she saved the slinky um and, and i guess you, you could say she's a really a pioneer in the toy industry uh while the husband might have created it he did leave it just left six kids too which is pretty low but um uh god bless her for you know that's a influential story so i hope the movie does well i hope they um you know, they're going to pay tribute to her. Um, and, and, uh, if there's any more stories like that, um, I hope you hear more about the women who, who helped invent toys. Um, much like, uh, Julie with I am elemental and, uh, and, and anyone else out there. So thank you to Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music shared universe podcast studio. Thank you to Spectre creative. And please join the conversation with us at toyspodcast at gmail.com. Toys with an S podcast at gmail.com. Find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Please subscribe or give us a rating, or you can do both. <laughs> For all the latest toy news and reviews, Log on to toys-toy-lines.com. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at ToyLines, or on Facebook at ToyLines or Toy Shelf Magazine. I'm Tom Romero. I'm E. Westoff.
Play with your toys. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.